welcome back to another episode of Biz Time with Asia. This is episode 207. I am so, so happy to be back here with you guys. This is the seventh episode, blowing my mind, and seven is just like such a good number for like my whole life right now. It's 2017, I'm 27, and my handsome boyfriend, John, proposed on January 7th. So we are just so pumped right now, which is such a fun year already. I'm pretty much like floating on cloud nine. We can call that cloud seven for the day if we want to. And just like really, really enjoying being engaged and just like so excited. It was such a surprise. And um, honestly, it put me uh, behind a little bit for the rest of my life, but (laughs) I've been really, really enjoying it. We've had so much love from our friends and family and everyone just seems to be so, so happy for us and we feel very special and loved. So it's a really, really lovely time right now. You guys may already know this, but as soon as you get engaged, everyone asks you like the second after like what day you're getting married. Um, and we have no idea. We're just enjoying the time right now. And when we get married, we're going to get married. Um, so it's been really fun. So thank you guys all for those of you who have been following on my Snapchat and on my Instagram and I've seen it already. I so appreciate your comments and your love. It means so, so much to us. So it's a really, really fun time. Anyway, so we were gone for like a month. I visited um, my family here in California, my family in Washington, um, on both sides of Washington, and then we were in Canada for about two weeks together. So I've been gone for a long time, and I'm so happy to be back in regular life as much as I love traveling. I really love like my mundane daily schedule here in slow, and so it feels so good to be back. And every time I leave for an extended period of time, I always get so many great ideas, which I love. So I'm pretty much like to the tippy top filled with episode topics. So this week we're going to have two episodes because that's just how I feel and that's what I want to do. And we've been gone for like a month, so I feel like you guys deserve some extra love. So definitely be looking out for the second episode. It may already be up. Today's episode is probably one of my most practical to date. It's kind of been on my heart, my mind to share, um, which tells me that there are some of you guys who need to be hearing this and have just a small mindset shift about the two types of clients that a business needs. And those two kinds of clients are your old clients or your repeat clients or new clients. I know that doesn't sound like like mind-blowing information, but what's important to think about is which type of client your business needs to focus on without totally ignoring the one that you're not quote-unquote focusing on. It's a pretty easy conclusion to figure out which kind of business you are, what kind of clients you need, but if you're, if you're not sure, you can ask yourself these questions to clarify like to what degree you need new clients or to what degree you need to pay attention to your current ones. So you can ask yourself, how often can one client come to me? Is it only during one special occasion, like weddings and graduations, for example, that's my business, or can they come to me anytime, like to buy jewelry or to get their hair cut? You can ask yourself, can clients come back to me ever for the same service, like refilling their nails, or for even a different service I offer, like can they come back to me to do headshots after I shoot their wedding? Have I ever had to stop accepting new clients? Do I ever work with clients again after the first time? Is my goal to work my way out of a job? Do I teach something that if I do my job correctly, my clients will learn and never need me again, like teaching e-course or helping someone set up a business? So you guys kind of see where this is going. Is your business one where in an ideal world you could work with the same set of clients for the rest of your life? Or is it the kind where you need to continuously find new clients because they come to you for like a special once-in-a-lifetime thing maybe every other couple years? The reason it's really important to get clear on this, and there is for sure a gray area, It's you need to know why you're spending your time doing all the things you do to get your name out there 
working on word of mouth, investing in your current clients, etc. You need to know who you're attracting or appealing to and working hard for so that you can be the most efficient with all of the energy that you're putting into those things. So let's also talk about the difference between these two kinds of businesses besides their clients. With a repeat client business, you see your clients more often and you most likely offer a service at a lower price point. So for example, getting your nails done is less expensive than a wedding photographer. So if you are a repeat client business, your main focus is breeding loyalty. You want your clients to be loyal to you and to keep coming back every single time they need your service. So with everything you do with your clients, you need to be focused on loyalty. On the other hand, with a new client business, you only see your clients once or every few years and your service is most likely premium priced and your main focus is breeding buzz about your business. You want people to hear about you and be really excited about working with you. And so your main focus is building a buzzworthy experience and business. Of course, I don't even think I need to say this, but you should always 100% make your current clients feel special. But if you're the kind of business that needs new clients, you need to be focusing on getting your name and your work out there. And you do that by creating an excellent experience, right? And you need to be building buzz. On the other hand, if you're a repeat client business, you need to be making an excellent experience so these same clients come back to you because you need to be making them loyal clients, raving fans about you so they can continue to come back to you time and time again. You need to be building loyalty. So we're going to touch back on that again at the end, but you need to make sure that your clients are leaving their time with you feeling even better about their choice to choose you for the first time or for the millionth time in a situation that she's doing once in a lifetime or that she does a thousand times in her life. There is like no substitute for great experience in any business. So that's important for every kind of business. Okay. But let's start with ways to invest in your current clients if this is the kind of business that you have. You want to turn these babes who have already invested to you, who already know, like, and trust you into repeat clients so that you can build a relationship with them in a way that's not only good for business, as in they're going to keep wanting to come back to you, but also in a way that's fun for you personally because you want to enjoy working with someone who you work with all the time, right? So we have to keep that in mind. And there's, I'm going to list a ton of ways that it would be beneficial for you guys to invest in your current clients, but I'm not by any means saying that these are all necessary, but pick a few and run with it. So repeat clients might, repeat client businesses could be hairstylists, nail stylists, facialists, spray tanners, really anyone in the beauty industry, um, restaurants or coffee shops, artists, jewelry designers, um, retailers of any kind, personal trainers, Coaches are kind of in the middle of this because coaches technically could be working with their clients forever. For example, my um, content coach, business coach, uh, everything, Jen Carrington, I will work with her for the rest of my life. But there are some coaches that have a six-month program and you work through it and you move on. And so coaches are kind of in the middle. So any of this can be applying to coaches, which I love because a lot of my really good friends, you guys know the Amy and Pedro coaches, so I like to think about um, their industry as well. And those kind of fall in between. Those are just to name a few, right? But here are some ideas in investing in your current clientele. You could have a client newsletter. So the difference between a client newsletter and a potential newsletter, which would be beneficial for a, like a once-in-a-lifetime business, um, is that you can keep your clients updated on what's happening with you and to keep you on top of their mind, keep you guys, keep them updated on your schedule, etc., so that they know that they can come back to you for the new services you offer, etc. Um, the reason it's not super beneficial for you to have a potential potential client newsletter is that it's possible that you don't need to be reaching new people if you can just invest in your current clientele and have them continue to come back to you time and time again. 
You can also maybe give current clients priority appointment bookings like over new clients. I know that um, I have some people that I go to often will give me priority booking, which makes me feel really special. You could also give a repeat client discount. On social media, your strategy could be that you highlight your clients' stories to make them feel special. We're going to talk about the differences between that and a business like mine. But the social media strategy for you could be to make the clients that you current have currently have feel like they're being highlighted in a way that they feel really good about for themselves. So they'll be like, oh my gosh, she loves me so much. I can't wait to go back to her and maybe she'll post something about me again. Another huge thing is remembering personal details. So if you're seeing these clients all the time or you're communicating with them in email all the time, you want to make sure that you're remembering things that you can talk to them about. I, for example, one of my friends goes to this eyebrow woman. I don't know how often you get your eyebrows done, but I'm assuming maybe once a month, maybe every other month. Pretty often. She's seen this woman like 25 times in her life. She says, oh my gosh, like every time I go to this woman, she she never remembers that I've been to her and it's so frustrating. And just think about the relationship you can be building when you don't have to tell the same stories all over again. So I know this for for sure how amazing it is when it goes right because Britt, my hairstylist, after every client, she writes down like little personal notes in um, like in a, in a file, I think. It's so that next time she sees this client, she can like quickly go through those notes and just catch herself up on anything that's gone on recently with this client. So she'll write down like if they broke up with a boyfriend or if they went on a trip a trip recently so that she can have something to talk about. And it just makes me feel special, even though Brian and I are friends now, but we're only probably friends because she's been doing this. Just knowing that she's been paying attention and that we have we can have like a flowing conversation instead of like, oh I probably already told you this, but blah 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 blah. That's kind of uncomfortable. So it's nice to know that she's invested in me and because I see her so often it feels really good and I always want to go back to her it's so much more fun to go back to somebody that you feel like is a friend than to go to somebody who never remembers you on another note you if you have a repeat client business need to have a really clear system on how often a client should come back to you and make it known to them. So you can say like typically clients come to me to get their hair cut every six weeks or their nails done every two weeks and have a super organized calendar system if it's like a time-based repetition. So it's really easy for your clients to rebook you. And if it's not time-based, but clients can come to you for several different occasions, then make sure that they know what those occasions are. Like, oh, we can do your hair for your engagement shoot or your engagement party. Clearly, I have engagement on the mind, so that's what I'm thinking about. But just make it very obvious when they can come back to you if it's not like a necessary thing for like every two weeks, et cetera. You should also – the I'm hold on. Let me backtrack. Such a benefit of this, I realize, is that you get to like build relationship with your clients, something that I'm so envious of of businesses who have repeat clients is that you're able to see them so often they can really build on each experience. And one way that you can do that is by doing your research for your clients before your next appointment. And this definitely sounds like it's really for the beauty industry, but it can be for any industry where you have repeat clients. So things you noticed last time, just so that every experience like builds on itself and gets better and better. Something as simple as saying like, hey, how did your knee feel after the last session that we did? That just makes your client feel like you're tailoring every new session with her to get better and better. And so you want to be sticking with that person. You're building loyalty with that person because they know like the, they know that you're paying attention to every new thing that's happening. And if you had to go to somebody else, you'd have to start all over again. So you need to remember that your goal here is to breed client loyalty. And there's several ways to do that besides the things that I just talked about. You need your clients to feel like you're the only one that they will ever come to. And I can tell you that the businesses that I give my repeat business to have my complete loyalty. For example, 
my new lady, Yessie, from Pinkies Up Slow. I adore her. She's always so excited to see me. She always remembers random stories that I've told her. And she loves to show off, like, that my nails are real on social media, which makes me feel very special. And we have our meetings, like, on lock. Like, literally, it's the only thing in my calendar in 2018 because we have them just booked out, like, every two weeks for the rest of the eternity. And that means that for me, it's super easy to come back to her because I don't have to be like, oh, I need to call back and make an appointment. Like, maybe I'm going to forget. Maybe, like, she won't have a spot open for me. So we have it booked out already. She's made it so easy for me to come back to her, come back to her. She also, when I shows up, she tells me, when I shows up, I speak English, it's fine. When I show up, she tells me that she's been like thinking about like fun new things that we can do with my nails and it always makes me feel like she's like really invested in my nail experience and she's thinking about me before I get there and that always makes me feel really special. Excuse me. Britt, who's my hairstylist I talked about earlier, she always asks right away about my life and she knows exactly what to do with my hair. She always noticed how it's changed and she's done research like on my hair type to help me with problems that I brought up last time. For example, if I'm like, oh, I'm like struggling with dry scalp, she'll definitely check in on me the next time and she'll say I looked into these different products for you, etc. So it makes me feel like she's really invested in my experience with her. She'll comment on something I've done with my hair like on social media, which makes me feel so special. I've probably done my hair like one time and she always answers my questions when I'm like oh my god how do I curl my hair with a straightener for the millionth time I can't figure it out she is my go-to hair person and she covers the bases with that in all aspects right so if I have questions if I post something on social media not just when I go to her she is my go-to hair person so I am so so loyal to those people I could say the same thing about my facialist about my Seuss Amber and Allison they do their research about my specific situation, my skin type, my body, and they really make me feel like I'm getting a really personal experience that builds on itself. So now we can shift into talking about a business like my business. So my business is a college graduation photography business. So typically I only photograph my girls one time. That's it. So having my clients be on a newsletter list would be a little redundant because if it was a newsletter which I only talked about my services, They've already hired me, and they can't do it again, so it would be mm, not not the best, right? I guess they really could hire me for their weddings, but for the sake of this episode, let's pretend that I only photograph them when they graduate college, and I don't photograph anything else. Okay. I don't have repeat client discounts because I don't have repeat clients, right? And my social media strategy is different because... Of course I want to make my clients feel super special when I post their photos, but I also want new clients to learn something about me or my style or the experience they're going to get with me through the photo. Like I want them to see themselves in that photo instead of the beautiful girl that I'm showing off. So my content is a little bit different for the lack really of a better way of putting it. Like people following me on any social media platform care less about the person that I'm photographing than they do about what that means for them when I photograph them. Does that make sense? Like this is a lot different from a social media strategy like I talked about earlier for someone who wants to highlight their current clients to make their current clients feel special on social media. Their current clients are their social media following, so it's super important to make them feel special that way. And I, of course, can highlight personal stories and make my current clients feel special on Instagram, but I need to focus that in a way that allows new clients to put themselves in my current client's shoes. So I could put a testimony like a testimonial. Like, uh, Asia made me feel like a total rock star, even though it was raining. Something like that that would make new clients feel like they can trust me because their experience can be great, even if it's raining. Whereas a repeat client business could be like, this is Susie. I see her every other Friday, and it's a perfect way to start my weekend because working with her is such a delight. So you see that's a slight difference, and you can still be highlighting each client, but just the way that you say it is a little bit different for which kind of business you have. 
And the benefit of both of those is that current clients feel special and new clients want to be a part of that. But small tweaks just make it clear what your focus is. Okay, so a business like my own, your main objective is to build buzz, right? Which is by creating a killer client experience that your clients want to tell everybody about and that people have heard about and are just waiting for their turn to use you. New client businesses could be any kind of special event photographer, wedding photographers, senior photographers, birth photographers. This could be logo designers or if you're doing like an initial website design, interior designers for homes, um, really any kind of wedding vendor service or selling e-courses, for example. So for these new client businesses where you need to be continuously getting new clients, your newsletter could be for potential clients. So this is different than what I talked about earlier with your current clients. So these are people who are you can attract people to the newsletter who are in a time of life before they need you. So for example, I have freshmen, sophomores, and juniors on my list so that they're excited to work with me by the time they're seniors. And your newsletter can help with all the steps leading up to the part where they need you, engaged couples or finding a home or starting a business. And then your newsletter can be leading them to you and getting them stoked about working with you when it's time. You also need to be getting testimonials from everybody. Every client is helping you get a new client because of their testimonials and their word of mouth. A few times a year, I do um, what I like to call a Yelp drive. And I send an email out to all the gals that I've worked with over the last few months and I ask them specific questions about our experience in like a no pressure way. And I tell them I'd love them to leave me Yelp reviewed since word of mouth, like getting new clients, is the lifeblood of my business. And my clients love supporting me in this way and knowing they're helping me out. And it's so fun to see like all the reviews pouring at one time. And I actually have this template up on how to ask for Yelp reviews on the website, biztimewithasia.com. If you guys want to check that out, it's under the resources tab. I have sent this email out to a lot of my business girlfriends and they've really seen awesome results from it and they just love it. It just makes it really easy, um, like a non-awkward way to ask for a review. So if you guys want to check that out, uh, you guys totally should. Again, it's at biztimewithasia.com under resources. It's free, just something that's easy for you guys to use to um, to get some awesome recommendations because that's so, so important when you're trying to build buzz about your business. You also need to make it super easy for clients to spread the word about you. You need to have really clear and awesome social media guidelines. I tell my clients to include a tag to me and to my stylist, Natalie, in the description of the photo. Not to just tag it, but in the actual caption. And I also give them a highlight video for their shoot and a sneak peek right away for them to show off. You could take photos of their goods. You could make a custom hashtag. Whatever you have to do to make showing off your work the easiest and the bestest and the fastest because showing off your work is so important to get new clients and people are really excited to do it right when they receive your service or your product. So make that really, really easy for them. You also need to have a killer portfolio. So everyone who comes to you is a newbie, right? So you need to have a curated version for the best stuff that you offer, the best designs, the best photos, the best testimonials, et cetera, so that you get, like, so that new clients can get what you do, like, right away and see how impressive you are. If you're a blogger and you offer services like that, have a place where you're like, these are my bestest blog posts so that people can get a really good idea of the best stuff you offer right away because if they're new to your business, then they haven't been with you forever and ever and ever and been able to see your best stuff over time. You need to have a really quick and easy way for them to see, like, the impressive stuff that you offer. Speaking of other easy things, you need to have a really easy onboarding process. So this is a little bit less about building buzz, but just more important to how easy it's going to be for you to operate with several new clients. Just like a repeat business needs to have a super clear calendar system, you need to have a really easy onboarding system because you onboard new clients 
all the time. Like every job that you have is a new client. So for me, I have a time trade link that shows all my consultation spots so that I don't have to go back and forth with my new clients and just kind of like cluster up the, the process. It just makes it super easy for our first meeting to be like really clear when it can be. And I also have a template email that I send out right away when someone's interested in senior photos because if I miss out on working with them one time, I miss out on it forever because this is a once in a lifetime thing. They can only choose one senior photographer and they only graduate one time. So I make sure that I have that down so that I'm the one that they choose when they're already interested in me. I also have to explain the process of my photos and or whatever business you have to every single new client, right? So I need to have that down pat also. With repeating clients, they know the routine and um, like they, they know what to expect, et cetera. But when you have new clients every time, they have no idea. And you can't assume that just because you've worked with a thousand clients that any new client that comes to you has any idea what you do. So make sure you're really clear on how you're presenting your information so that no one is confused. I've actually been redoing that process myself this year because as I get more and more clients, there are some questions that pop up sometimes that I that I that I never would have guessed. For example, um, in my senior portrait package, you get 15 images for free, so 15 images are included. And one of my poor clients thought that meant I only took 15 shots. She thought I only clicked the shutter 15 times and I would have never guessed that that's what she was thinking because none of my other clients have ever thought about it before, but she's never come to me. She doesn't know how it works. And so just being very, very clear on that so that you don't have to like re-explain like everything ever all over time. Oh, that, like, was that even words that made no sense? So that you don't have to like think about it all over again. You can just really have a system down on how you explain your process because everyone who's coming to you is coming to you for the first time. Back more to easy things you need to have for these new clients. You need to have a really easy way for clients to contact you. This is really, really important for, for us as once-in-a-lifetime businesses because repeat clients have your phone number, right? They know where you are, et cetera. But new clients don't know you, so they might not even be comfortable calling you. So give them multiple options for contacting you right off the bat. Have a really clear contact form on your website. Put your email up everywhere. Give people super clear call to actions like email me at asiacroson at gmail.com instead of contact me. And you you just want to erase like any obstacles for new people to find you and get a hold of you. Just make that as easy for them as possible. You guys also know <clears throat> how important it is to put yourself out there. You need to be meeting new people, connecting with new potential clients more than a business owner that can rely on and invest in the people she's already working with. You need to be investing in new people and spreading the word about your business and getting yourself out there in front of a fresh set of eyes with your marketing time, your marketing dollars, your marketing brain power. As you guys know, I'm a huge advocate for doing this in your community, but you can also do this online by guest blogging, by getting on different podcasts, by being involved in Facebook groups. We have a whole couple episodes about these topics. I think season one, episode two or three about getting involved online and getting involved locally. So you guys should also definitely check those out. I want you guys to think about your marketing strategy as just like throwing glitter everywhere. Just like the excitement of your business. You just want so many people to know about it. And so you need to be really focusing on building buzz about your business and getting your name out there. Another really fun way you can do this is by collaborating. So collaborating and doing new fun projects is not only like a super fun and awesome way for you to meet new people, but you can use your talents in like a new fun way. And it's a way to get your work in front of other people's audiences. You're building buzz and buzz happens with new, fun, fresh things. So giving people an excuse to talk about what you're doing is perfect, like teaming up with someone totally unexpected and making a super cool project together. So just be creative when you're doing things like that. 
Maintaining current clients is like not an easy job and neither is continuously finding new ones. There's always a balance, but you need to know which way that you sway. If you're a new client business, make sure that you show your clients how much you appreciate them because they're going to be the ones who spread the word about you. If you're a repeat client business, you need to make sure you show your clients how much you appreciate them because they're going to be the ones coming back to you. So today, think about whether you need to be investing in your current babes or if you need to be finding new ones and pick a few recommendations and go from there. You can start a client newsletter if you rely on repeat clients. You can think of a cute little Valentine's Day gift. You can send an email, tell people that you're thinking about them. Start keeping files on little details of your clients' lives so you can feel super connected to them. If you're focused on finding new people, you can download my testimonial drive at biztimewithasia.com. Send that out. Refresh your portfolio. Reach out to someone to collaborate with. Both kinds of businesses need to have loyal clients and a buzzworthy business for sure, but just keep your eyes on the prize with which one is your main priority. Either way, we talked about this before, you need to have a solid, amazing, awesome client experience so that people will either want to come back to you or tell their friends to come to you. I feel good about that. I'm so excited, you guys, for your loyal and buzzy businesses. I hope today was a helpful mindset shift into how you're working on keeping your businesses booked and awesome. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave me a review on iTunes. I would be so thrilled about that. Or send me an email. I love hearing about what you guys have to say, and I would really love to hear from you. While I was in Canada, I got like 10 emails about my last episode, and that just made me feel so good and really keeps me going and just gets me excited every time I come onto the microphone. By the way, did I tell you guys I got a new microphone? I'm really excited. I hope you guys can tell that it sounds awesome. So it just makes me so motivated. So please email me. My email is asiacroson, A-S-I-A-C-R-O-S-O-N, at gmail.com. I would seriously love to hear from you. And if you know a girl boss or a guy boss who would benefit from hearing this episode, it would be super awesome if you share this with him or her. I would really appreciate that awesome also, and I know that they would too. So thank you already for doing that. Oh, I hope you guys have a fantastic freaking week, and I hope you guys listen to the next episode. It's going to be out super soon, and I will see you on the next one.